This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with a different guest each week all about music. And this one's a bit of a different one. I'm chatting with Mel and Rick from Dead Horse Branding, who um, are a branding company based in Nashville and Wollongong. They've worked with acts from the top of the industry all the way to the upcoming artist. And yeah, it was a very interesting discussion we had. So let's jump into the chat with Mel and Rick. So, we have Mel and Rick with us. How are we doing today, guys? Good. Doing great. Good. We're awake. <laughs> That's just an achievement, I think, just to be awake. In, in, in uh, the year of COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah, but thanks so much for doing the, doing the podcast today. It's good to meet you both. Likewise. Likewise, buddy. Uh, we'll start by talking about, well, I guess it's probably the main thing we're going to talk about. You're the founders of Dead Horse Branding, which is, um, as the name suggests, a branding company, but you work a lot with <laughs> musicians. Is that right? Yeah, primarily um, Rick actually is a singer-songwriter and so we met through a mutual friend in Nashville, Tennessee and I was kind of over there for the the business side of stuff and he was touring and so we both have a a huge love for the music industry and entertainment industry as a whole. So yeah, I'd say about 80% of our clientele would be the music business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. I suppose, like, just from reading, just looking at your website and all that kind of stuff, there's a fair bit that you do. If you could just kind of sum it up, what what, what is it that you, you guys do as a, a branding company? I mean, we full brand service on visual side, so logo design, graphic design, website design. So the branding is in the identity, you know, are you a rock band, are you a pop band, are you a country, you know, and then we get that brand solid. Uh, we also do licensing. We do a lot of A&R and development of artists, PR, marketing, uh, strategic planning, uh, social media. So we, we, we do do it all, but it's funny how many people miss the brand. Just because you play like ACDC doesn't mean we need another ACDC. Um, so we try and place bands in a place where they can not only sell their music but to an audience but not be a cookie-cutter Taylor Swift or ACDC, it mm-hmm. has to be their own but still be in that realm so you can get sold. Like we don't like pigeonholing people but unfortunately in the business it's they, they, um, we fall into genres. So if you're a mm-hmm. rock band, let's say you're a rock band like Metallica, you get boxed into that rock scenario but what if you're a country rock there's, you know, mm-hmm. there's different pigeonholes we like to put you in, but it's it is getting broader and the lines are getting blurred more these days. But we still need to uh, specify what the brand is so we can sell that to an audience. Do Do you find that um a problem? Just just talking to a lot of musicians on this podcast and just in general, I guess it's it's kind of hard to define genre. Like you're saying, the the lines are getting blurred. Do you ever find it hard to kind of find where people fit genre-wise? I feel like we define it really well, but the acts and the managers and the labels struggle. Right. I'm still really trying to figure out why that is. I don't know if it's just because, like, you really do need a branding brain mm-hmm. to be able to sell something or a sales brain to know mm-hmm. what audience your craft fits in. And I guess Rick and I, just we think like that, me more than him. So I'm just all about sales. So I look at you, I see what you got, I hear you, I'm like, all right, I need to sell you there. 
And for me, it's a straight shot. But for the acts and sometimes other team members, it's not a straight shot because they are fully on the creative side and they are just, well, I feel like I'm here and I'm there. I'm like, no, you're here. Right. <laughs> and, and that's one thing that acts like um, musicians as such, they have their own idea of what they are and that's that's fine. But let's say you come to us and want to be in a certain magazine. It's like, well, you don't fit in that box. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a stretch for us to get you there. So if we can lean a little bit to the left or lean a little bit to the right to broaden your sound and your appeal to an audience, then let's do that so we can get the groundswell rolling. And then, and I don't want, want to use the word sell out, but mm-hmm. at least form a place where you can start getting some traction and then later on you can do what you want. Sure. You know what I mean? Unless you're ACDC, I could bring up ACDC. It's so simple. You know, they've been on the same four courts yeah. for years and they're kicking ass and they, they do what they do, but they created that sound. Unless yeah. you're going to create something so unique like that, then, you know, don't bother trying. But answering your question, I believe it's hard because I'll hear a country song. We, I mean, we live in Nashville, Tennessee, so a lot of our music it primarily is probably 50% country and I listen to it and now that shit's not country. Mm-hmm. That's like pop, like right. rock. Yeah. You know, what's, you know, they're just trying to force make it into it a, yeah, make it fit to uh, to an audience. But, yeah, they are getting blurred, the lines. Mm, yeah. It's um funny old, funny old world, the genre thing. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll get back to kind of the, the um like what you're working on and all that kind of stuff soon. You've touched on it a little bit, I guess, but, but, kind of how you guys came to start the brand and what your backgrounds are with music and in business as well, I suppose. Like you said, um, Rick, you're, um, you're a singer-songwriter yourself. My background is uh, I'm a graphic designer, <laughs> sign painter. And airbrush artist. Airbrush artist, yeah. And But anyway, uh, I got the music bargain and I started touring and I had a successful business here where I used to do band merch with Screaming Jets, oh, nice. John Butler Trio, Greenspoon. So I'd do merch for them and then I'd go away for months touring the US and Europe and then come back with no money and do it all again. Along the way, I met Mel and um, she was uh, managing Australian Idols and she was in the music business mm-hmm. and she was also a professional touring dancer. So she'd been a lot touring the US uh, on both sides in the creative world and the the business world and she saw everything that I was doing. She goes, man, you've got great visuals and great creative side, but your business side sucks. <laughs> so she came and helped me on board and, and we just collaborated like that to start off with. Yeah. So really it was our, both of our main focus was around Rick. It was around Rick's brand. Sure. Rick is an artist, Rick as, um, and an artist in, in all aspects, the, the painting, the music, the songwriting, the performing. And then our branding company became about because um, we started working for a, a reality family called Duck Dynasty, like a TV reality uh-huh. family, They're really big in the US, had that 14 million viewers tune in every week. Yeah. Um, and two of them specifically, Jeff and Jess, we were working with them in regards to licensing and branding and, and building them an apparel line. And um, we had launched a successful apparel line in the U.S. at the time called Corella Rock Fashion. It was all based around rock fashion, rock music. Again, Rick designing, Rick behind everything. And so people, two things, people were saying, oh, who's created Corello? Like who's designing, who's marketing, who's this, who's that? And we were like, we are, we are, we're doing everything. And then with Duck Dynasty, we saw all these really big brand management companies that weren't doing what we felt brand management should be. Mm-hmm. And 
we started seeing a lot of holes in the market and between Rick and I's skill set, we were like, we could create something really unique here that tailors to fashion, entertainment, music, um, and basically a couple of different different areas of, of lifestyle needs and really help brands, people, individuals, products launch into the marketplace a lot faster and way more developed and, and branded than, than most um, ever thought possible. And so we kind of took that concept and sort of launched it softly and it really took off. So, you know, now we've worked with like um, Steven Tyler's band, Loving Mary, they're, they're Steven Tyler's solo band when mm-hmm. he's not with Aerosmith. You know, we, we're just about to start working with the Hendrix Music Academy, which is obviously the family of Jimi Hendrix. Bo Diddley crew, we manage one of the biggest country music producers, Tony Brown, um, used to play keys for Elvis. And then, you know, we do PR. We've done PR on Cindy Lauper, Reba McIntyre. We're working on a music documentary, which is really big in the US for sort of lost 90s country music with Scott Borchetta, who would be Taylor Swift, and Scooter Braun, who's Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande. And then also looking at bringing some stuff back to Australia. And that's pretty much... The whole concept that we've proven in the U.S. is what we kind of want to really bring back to Australia and help the Australian entertainment scene build themselves up quicker, utilize international fan bases um, more rapidly and basically be a really nice pathway from Australia to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, the big thing is me as a musician, like, you know, I went the wrong direction. I spent a lot of money where I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And I can share that with up-and-coming artists now and, and save a lot of time and headaches. So instead of uh, sitting at the back of the line, we can fast-track you to nearly to the front at least, depending on your skill set and how good you are. Because it is it is about contacts and it is about content as well, you know. We can help shape that content sound and shape the look and put the whole package together. A record company would jump onto it easier mm-hmm. rather than some guy slapping around playing at Dapto Pub or whatever. You know, they're actually got some sort of traction. Social media is rocking. Everything's rocking. So we don't want to take you to a record label and get a no. We want a yes. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at with a couple of our clients right now. We're ready to start pitching them to record labels and we're getting great feedback. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we just like fast-tracking people and, and you know, don't waste time going the wrong direction. Yeah, for sure. Just just going back a little bit, you kind of mentioned a lot of, lot of big names out there. Do you ever be like... How did I end up working with these these kinds of people? I, I feel like it's it's all the time. Like Rick and I don't we're not starstruck, we're not starstruck mm-hmm. that much, and I, I don't think you know Australians don't really have that massive celebrity mentality. Sure. Like we care about celebrities, of course, and we 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 love the lifestyle and everything. But I feel like Australians are just a little bit more laid back in that yeah. area where US. You know, it's all about celebrity. It's like celebrity or nothing. And so for us, we definitely come in with a bit of a different approach. But absolutely, like when we were working with Cindy Lauper, I was like pinching myself. I was like, this is amazing. Well, the um, other thing too, it's a huge responsibility. Like we just did a, a coffee table book for our client, Tony Brown, and good friend. Um, and we got to photograph over 20 celebrities from Lionel Richie to Bernie Taupin, who is Elton John's songwriter, mm-hmm. to Steve Earle, uh, Reba McIntyre, Trisha Yearwood. Lyle love it. So we get to work with these people in the, in the photography sense of it, and it's a huge responsibility for us, one, to do great quality work, but to also represent our artist and get that story, that history that's been told. And same as we're about to work with Bo Diddley now. He is the father of rock, 
That's mm-hmm. where it came from. He's probably the first known person to ever do rap music. Right. You know, he had big songs like Mona uh, and that, that beat, that famous beat, jink, 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 jink. Yeah. That's him, you know. So to to be able to work with, you know, we're from Wollongong, to be able to work with royalty like that and iconicness is just, it is, it's amazing. But at the same time, it's it's more of a, a burden to me to make sure that we respect it and, and, and create a great brand where they're proud of it and it's and it will survive years to come after they've gone because Bo Diddley's been passed now for probably mm-hmm. 10 years almost, mm-hmm. but it's, the legacy lives on and the yeah. music lives on. So it's it's and even like uh, Marty Fredrickson from the Loving Mary band, he would be the lead singer and also good good friend of mm-hmm. ours now as well. You know, he's produced Mick Jagger. You know, and Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Carrie Underwood. Yeah. So for us, I mean, Rick's a huge Rolling Stones fan. Um, so you know, for him, that was like one of those aha moments. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, well, I think that's cool because I know how much you love them. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's definitely fun. I think it's important to always look back on who your relationships are with and how far you've come, you know, and, and who's in your circle. I think it's, I think you have to do that as a, a human being to grow and to appreciate what you're doing every day. And then I guess it also gives you a minute to look around you and go, you know what? I don't like who I'm around. I need new people. Yeah. Just back to those kind of like the, you mentioned the Hendrix and the Bo Diddley estate, who obviously those, those people, those both, have passed and now what kind of things do you do with those kind of things well really this is where rick gets to kick in 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 this part of the business because it's really about taking the already established brands and making them making their legacy lift up even higher and for longer mm-hmm. or just managing the legacy to make sure it stays at a, at a certain quality level mm-hmm. so this is where rick and, and his side of the business really get to like redevelop concepts and designs and projects and then my side of the business really gets to focus on you know if there's a PR strategy behind it if there's like the documentary style behind it like what other projects are we looking at engaging with licensing apparel products so we can expand the the network's revenue yeah so Elvis Presley is a good example of that obviously Mm -hmm. it's been gone for 100 years Mm -hmm. and he's still going strong probably one of the biggest brands uh, licensing brands across the world uh, in the music biz. So keeping that legacy alive, making sure that, you know, we might do a compilation from an old song that Bo Diddley wrote with a new artist or it might be a, a, a campaign on a TV commercial that sparks up the old catalogue and that song gets played. I think um, and Baja Men would be a good example. So Rick just redesigned the whole of the Baja Men's digital platform who's the mm-hmm. bar man who let the dogs out yeah which funnily enough their number one streaming city is Wollongong. oh really yeah in the whole wide world so we rick redesigned it you know website was behind the the photo shoot the art direction everything new album cover for well single cover for their single take a chance but from a branding perspective you know it's very hard for a band like that to release new music and to be taken, I hate saying taken the word seriously, but taken seriously when you had such a global iconic gimmicky hit like Who Let the Dogs mm-hmm. Out. So one of our suggestions with management and label was we need to we need to recut Who Let the Dogs Out. We need to recut it with a pit bull or a Snoop Dogg, um, an Ariana Grande, someone very relevant today. Mm-hmm. We need to bring that brand back up to its gimmick stage where it was at its highest and then plunge off that and, and release more music and, and stuff like that. So Rick's been behind all that as well. 
I hope you're enjoying the chat so far. Just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out what Mel and Rick are doing with Dead Horse Branding, you can head to their website, deadhorsebranding.com. And you can also check out their socials as well. I'll leave all the links in the description of the episode. And while you're over on the socials, you can check out Life on Music as well. I'll leave those links in the description of the episode as well. And if you are enjoying the podcast, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But let's jump back into the chat with Mel and Rick. I suppose you've mentioned a bunch of bunch of things that you got coming up, but is there any other kind of exciting things that you're you're working on? Yeah, there's a um a, a TV show we're looking at trying to bring over to the, to Australia, which um would be super cool if it made it here. It's called The Launch. It's actually one of the producers would be uh, Paul Franklin, who's a big Australian producer and director, and uh, Scott Borchetta is actually behind that as well. It's his show, and it launched in Canada. The Launch. Mm-hmm. But what's so special about it is it concentrates on original songs and it's a different style of competition to where it's it's like a couple of different artists, be a band, be a duo, be a solo artist and different genres kind of all competing for this particular original song. And it's just a really different concept, which is fun. I don't want to give too much away, but that's, that's a project we're working on and also bringing over uh, some American style songwriting events where there's like Q&A or something similar to like a South by Southwest mm-hmm. where you're giving uh, access to, again, Australian artists, entertainers, the ability to A, be entertained, but B, more importantly, Q&A and, and meet these amazing people and find out how to, how to follow their dreams, whether it be in Australia or out of Australia. And we, we also like the small stuff too. So last week I produced a song via Nashville in Wollongong. So we've done a lot of pre-production with a young artist called Alexander. His handle is Alexander Performs. Uh, he's a bit of a crooner type guy. And um, we got him together with John Capek, producer in Nashville, who is a fantastic songwriter. He wrote Rhythm on My Heart. He wrote songs for sure. Olivia Newton-John, Toto, Chicago. So he's had a lot of success in the songwriting world. Anyway, we got him to work with John and they did a lot of pre-production work back and forth online via via Skype like we're doing now almost, like visually. Mm -hmm. And then we got into the studio and we we set John with his laptop on there and he produced the vocal in a studio in Wollongong via Nashville. And we've got probably the best players in the world on this guy's this track. Song, that, yeah. You know, he's wow. shared people from Lyle Lovett to Dixie Chicks to mm-hmm. Louis and John. Like he's sharing the players. He's from Wollongong, but he's sharing all these fantastic players that we have access to in Nashville, mm-hmm. the right. best in the world. Um, and this is this kid from Wollongong's first single he's about to release. It's his first single and he's got all these A-list players and he, he's kicking <laughs> himself and it's it's just, it's amazing how these guys turn on a dime. Like they're so good. When I've, even myself, when I've been in the studio, you know, they don't even listen to the first rough. They just talk and whatever, and then they, they smash it down the first <laughs> yeah. take. That's how good they are. And they've just got ideas they can just, you know, pump out. So we do love doing that as well, helping the, yeah. the smaller guy trying to get mm-hmm. up to a bigger level. We, we need the big guys to be in our circle to help the small guys and help the new guys get where they want to go. Yeah, definitely. One of the other acts we work with, Australian acts, country act, Jane Denham. She's awesome. She's country rock, 
She's had number ones on radio. She's just a fantastic human being. She's had um, she's got a new song, actually a new album coming out, which is super cool. Very um, kind of old school country, but still got the Jane Denim edge. I just saw on her Instagram that she's she's playing a couple of festivals around the place, and it was so good just seeing like a crowd and seeing a music festival take place. And you know, her caption—you could just tell how excited she was to even be playing. So. Super proud of Australia for being able to be at the forefront of shutting COVID down. Yeah, definitely. Do you find much of a difference working with Australian acts as compared to American acts or just anywhere else internationally? I do from a from my side being PR and, and management and marketing, like the sales and promotional aspect, a lot of Americans first single, second single think they're gonna be on the Ellen show. Think they're mm-hmm. going to be on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Where, where, when you get the Aussies, they get it. They know that that shit takes time. They understand the hard work being put into it, and they know they're not going to be famous tomorrow. What's kind mm-hmm. of refreshing about the Aussie? Market? Yeah, and there's a lot of like baby acts over there. They've got a lot of support financially from their parents, which is great. And there's a lot more of that over there in the US. The only problem is some of those don't have the hunger. They've got the money, but they don't have the hunger and drive to actually. Right have you know i need to do this because my life depends on it it's like well i'm just going to do it because it's cool there is a lot more of that over there but i mean there's some serious talent in australia and as well as the u.s so hopefully we can uh, help out any australian acts that need it and and bridge the gap if they're heading to the u.s as well Mm -hmm. or even wanting to be produced in australia by u.s Mm-hmm. producers musicians yeah. so yeah. that's what we're here to do you were talking earlier about doing the producing from from australia and um kind of internationally via zoom and stuff like that is that kind of tricky you know what it's, it was the first time i did it at that level and mm-hmm. it went so well that we're going to be doing a lot more of it right the, on. john john Capek had all his files down set they sent the uh, main street studios here in Wollongong all the files sent extra files just in case there came a time that needed some extra stuff. So it went really well. John obviously can't hear the quality of the voice, but it's not about the quality. A good engineer will set that up for you. It's more about the Mm -hmm. performance and, you know, the cadence of the vocal, that sort of stuff. But, no, it it went super well. The internet speed was great. It was was good. You can't can't fault it. Obviously, the time zone different was – not not a big factor, but everything else just went so well. So we will be doing a lot more of it. And and you know what, you're getting you're getting access to the best players in the world at a fraction of the price. Well, and that helps with press too. And again, come my side when you're trying to promote the act, all those big names help. So you know that's that's huge to be able to come out with your first single and have people like the Dixie Chicks playing on your record or Lyle Lovett's band, it's, it's massive. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's the dream. Especially, like, I suppose with um, anyone's first release, there's really not a lot to, to write about. I don't know if you, if you find that. No, that's exactly right. There's nothing. It's, I grew up here, I went to school here, and I'm releasing a song because I love music. So it's our job to, to create that brand. It's, it's our job to create something that's going to stick out. And I think that's also what makes us different. Because if you went to just a traditional PR firm, you know, they're just going to take whatever you got and just promote you and see how far you get. 
we take you and we brand build you. We, we think quite differently. Our strategies are quite different and we do all formulas of branding in-house, which makes everything turn around a lot quicker and a lot smoother. Yeah, yeah. and there's, for, for artists out there that just want to be on the radio and, and be on TV and promote their show, it's like, it's like, hang on a second. You know, if we get you on TV tomorrow, what does that mean? Are people going to be able to go to your website? Are they going to be able to buy your music? Are they going to be able to buy merchandise? How do you capitalize by being on TV or being in a magazine article? Have you got your foundation set? And if it's not, you're wasting your time being on TV. You need to have their foundation set so when people do go to your website, they can buy your stuff and make money. Yeah, suppose it's not much point promoting something when you've got nothing to promote. Well, I mean, and that's that's what Mel was saying. We can we can make something out of nothing, but mm-hmm. if you don't have the foundation for it to be displayed on, then what's the point? Yeah, sure. You, know? you want you want to make these days you're making money out of merchandise more than you are playing. Your Spotify streams are you're getting shit. You're not getting any money for that. Mm-hmm. So you need to be out there playing and selling merch. So have that ready and accessible on your website. We we build yeah. probably three websites a month. Right now I'm doing two. We're doing the Hendrix and the Bo Diddley right now. But, you know, it's super important because at the end of the day when MySpace disappeared, everyone lost all their assets and they moved over to Facebook and Instagram and, and now there could be a chance that they will disappear too. So mm-hmm. if you have your own website, you'll be able to control that. control it, yeah. And forever. Yeah. And, you know, you've got great analytics there too on your own website that you can partner up with, uh, pair up with your analytics on Instagram and Facebook just to check how it's correlating and, and see where your fan bases are and, and drive people from your from your website to your socials and back and forth and, and grow that base. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, so nice to talk to you guys today. Likewise. Awesome. Good to meet you all. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening and thank you to Mel and Rick for chatting with me this week. Don't forget to check out Dead Horse Branding's website, deadhorsebranding.com, as well as Dead Horse Branding's socials, which I'll link in the description of the episode, along with the socials for Life on Music. And if you are enjoying the podcast, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. But that's all for this week. Until next week, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.